Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. I love winter. When everything in the garden slows down to a snail's pace, giving us a little break from the ongoing maintenance and some time to make plans for spring. It doesn't stop completely, though. There are still some important jobs to be done to help maintain the health of our gardens, keeping us fit and warm while we work. Keith, what's at the top of your list of winter jobs? Um, top, top of the list of my jobs is exactly the same thing that was the top of the list of your jobs. What did you do? What was that? To prepare your garden for spring. I composted. Composted. I got a lot. I'm thinking, what was he talking about? I got a lot of compost. You got a bulk load of I applied compost. Bags and bags. And then I got a truckload. Yes. So we've got a lot of compost all down in the garden. So. All right. So, so, and you've used that, that compost. You haven't dug it into the soil because you've got so many plants that that's almost impossible to do. Yes. But what you've done is spread it over the, all the plants and all the beds. Yes, I certainly have. I've done that, and it was, and it's fantastic compost too, isn't it? It is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Thank chock you, Vincent Clyde. Yep, chock full of goodness. <laughs> of goodness, absolutely fantastic. Okay, so that's what you have done as well, or you're going to do? That's I've done. I've done a little bit of that. Um, my 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 garden works a little bit differently to yes, yours yes. because my, a lot of my garden is productive garden. Yes, um, and a lot of it is is production in terms of fruit trees as well as veggie garden. Yes. so we'll talk about a little bit about well, that. I was in going a second. to ask about that. Yes. All right. So so what I've done is is I've cut back a lot of the plants that that um, I can. So a lot of the deciduous plants, and I just mentioned that you know we've we've got just got rid of three pear trees, mm-hmm. and they've all been mulched. And that mulch has gone onto the soil and then I've applied blood and bone over the top of that mulch and that will rot down really, really quickly and it will be adding to the soil. Okay. All right, so I'm mulching at the moment. Okay, so you've compo- well, you've partly composted or you've, uh, the blood and bone is your... The blood and bone the mulch and, down, and the mulch, yeah. And they've mixed it with the blood, yes. the blood and bone and yes. the mulch together. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yes. So the, the, the actual mulch, mo- most of that is actually carbon, Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. by so it's going to be slow to break down, but when you add a nitrogen component uh, such as the blood and bone, it'll break that down really, really quickly. quickly. Yes, exactly. Well, now I, I was going to actually ask you about the vegetable gardens because the vegetable gardens themselves should be cleared and compost added also before yes. adding any winter vegetables. Exactly. Correct? That's that's dead right. Okay. So what I what I do with all mine is is. Um, during the winter, I'll have all the brassicas in there. So I've got the, we've got about five different types of, of broccoli happening at the moment. Um, we've got cabbages, we've got um, cauliflowers. So they're all all growing, and they're going to be they'll be producing during the winter months. Okay, but you put them in. So you you cleared your garden of tomatoes. Tomatoes so you all did gone. all that in the autumn. Yes, or, yeah, yes early so autumn. end of autumn, bang, yeah. they all came out, and yeah. that they were all mulched. Yes. So they're back into the soil That's as well. So your soil must be incredibly healthy. So, so it's going to be really good soil. Okay. And then I start from. I tend to start from scratch. So once they've come out, I will then apply. My my beds are all raised, and they're about one point two meters wide by two point four meters long. Mm-hmm. And onto the top of those beds, I, I put two bags of Clyde composts. Mm-hmm. Um, compost into that and then I mix that into into that top profile of the soil and then I cover that with who flung dung exactly yes and I leave that leave that over the top of the soil yes and give it a real real good water and what's going to happen is 
by the time it's ready for, for its spring planting, mm-hmm. those soils are going to have millions of, of microbes and millions of worms that Little have come in, into, those, around, into yes. those beds. Fantastic. And then I give everything a good chance to rest and I apply some manash rock dust over the top. When it's resting. While it's resting. While it's resting, yes. yes. So yes. I put it, I put, that's the last thing I put over the hoof lung okay, dung yep. is 100 grams per square metre of manash rock dust. Yes. Yep. And if you want manash rock dust, anyone, get onto their website to find out who's, who's the, the closest stockers. Yep. Um, and they, they'll be able to get it from them. Just the most brilliant product out. Yes. 100 trace elements and minerals that you, your soils have probably never had. And therefore, you've never had access to those either. No. That's right. So my bed will, will rest. Yep. Um, the worms will come in and the composting worms will come in and they'll just get into that. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll also use the worm wee that yes. I've got yep. and, I'll, and I'll dilute that down and pour that over those beds. So that's setting all the microbes to work in there as well. Mm-hmm. So that by the time the, 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 the spring planting you know, comes... Mm. Those beds are chock full of goodness and the plants will just take off. So you've got those in separate beds to where all your brassicas are, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so you did the brassica soil preparation earlier on. Yeah, and then I put the, brassicas, the brassicas in. are in and now, and now you've got the few empty beds waiting for the, for the, with for the soil the being yep. beautified yep. And, and then you've got your, your spring. Yeah, and then as soon, as soon as, say, the, um, the, you know, all, the, all the brassicas have all been finished and mm, you'll do it's that. the repeat process again. Okay. Keep on adding to the top. Yes, what happy, healthy vegetables you will have. Now, another job to keep us warm is to sweep up autumn leaves, and they're starting to – well, they're really flowing down onto the ground in my place at the moment. And what do you do with those? Add them to the compost bin, leave them on the grass, put them in the garden beds. What do you do with them? Um, There's a couple of things you can do do with uh, leaves. Leaves are a fabulous source um, of structure for a a compost. Yes. but you can literally one of the best things you can do is actually pull pull the leaves out on the lawn mm. and run the mower over them and mm. collect all that and then put that straight into the compost heap. Oh, so not leave them on the lawn? No, I, no, there's no point in leaving them on the lawn. They're only going to kill the grass that's underneath it. Oh, I thought oh, I was going to ask you because I thought maybe they'd be good for the uh, the, the grass. No, no you, you're not. better off you're better off putting some organic matter onto the soil. Such okay. As so leaves are a great form of structure for compost. Okay, so mow them down. And then yep. pick them up and put them in the compost yep. bin. What if you've got some room in the compost bin? Now, one like? of the best leaves for making a compost yes. are oak leaves. Okay. But there's a simple little thing you need to do if you have an oak tree or you can get access to, to oak leaves mm. to make compost. You need to add to those leaves in the compost bin calcium. Okay. So calcium carbonate you can buy from Bunnings or wherever else. Mm-hmm. You need to put a couple of handfuls over the top of, of those leaves mm-hmm. because those leaves are devoid of, of, of calcium mm-hmm. and they won't break down. Okay. So I've seen, I've seen oak leaves that have been in the garden for three or four years and they're still blowing around. A bit like gum leaves. A little bit like well, gum leaves are even are even worse. You, they really need to be hit with a mower and and, and then and put bend. Yeah, and bend. That's what <laughs> okay. I do with those. Okay. They're full of oils. They're not, right. No good. Now, every gardener's favourite pastime is weeding, not, yep. not. I've noticed the weeds are really, really going crazy and, and, and reappearing, especially in garden paths, so that's a job to try to keep on top of. Now, organic methods are always best, and we have some fabulous tools to help make that job easier, don't we, Keith? We do. What do we got? We've got some of, some of um, FD Ryan's tools. Yes. We've got, we've got the, the stealth hoe, I call it, or the flying Dutchman hoe, as they call it. Yes. Um, 
and I call it the stealth hay because it just sneaks up on weeds. They don't even know it's hit oh, them until, yeah, the, until gone, it's gone. gone um, and you can use that stealth hay either in garden beds or in gravel driveways yes. and pathways and things. Yes. It's a fabulous way of just eliminating weeds. Yes. And then, of course, you've got other of the of the the, the FD Ryan range of tools that that you know are just absolutely sensational the for working. Eye. The little home eye it's is fantastic brilliant. For so many things, which mean it's Korean for mini spear. Right, that's a mini spear shaped thing. Yes, and that's great for um, you know you know destroying weeds and then pulling pulling them towards absolutely. you. Absolutely, that's great for doing so many things. Yeah, yes, fabulous. They've also got something called a daisy weeder, which I don't have one of. But no, I don't have one of those. We have one of those. We need to no. try that. No. FD Ryan, have we need to try, to try one, one of those. those. Now, our lawns, which, we've, which we briefly discussed, will have slowed down considerably. Now, ideally, we will have fed and aerated them by now. I haven't aerated mine yet. Um, how do we maintain those lawns through winter? Okay, so what, what, I, what I do with, with my lawn, my lawn is a Kaikuyu lawn, therefore it is a sub, it's, a, it's a subtropical temperate, temperate grass. Right. So therefore, it's going to go into dormancy during winter. So before winter... The best thing I can do to my grass is to raise the height of my mower up high and give it a feed, okay. a real good feed yes. of, of something like um, Charlie Carp, yep. pelletized Charlie Carp yes. is a great product, yes. Yes. or Rooster Booster, which is another great product. You want to really green up that lawn mm. for winter so yeah. it carries that, that yeah. colour for as long as it possibly can. So are we raising the height of the mower constantly through winter? Yes. Just keep it up keep there it up until spring? Keep it up as high spring. as you can. Okay. And then... For spring, just before spring, when there's, there's a little bit of te- little bit of temperature starting to come, you know, around, uh, we're getting to, into warmer days. Mm. What I do is I crank my mower right down, ah. so down almost as low as it'll go. Touch the ground, and then I I will cut my that grass, or, or it's it's more more like slashing the grass. Mm-hmm. So it's it's ripping that 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 um, stoloniferous grass that's growing horizontally across the ground. Mm. It's ripping that down and removing what's called thatch. Yes, because the thatch layer is that spongy layer. When you walk on a grass, you have got this spongy effect. Mm. That's called thatch. Okay. So I I cut the mower in two different angles, right down to the ground, almost to bare dirt. All right. All right. And I mean, it looks shocking. It doesn't matter. It looks shocking. I use the I use time. all the all the the mulch, um, the, the, the you know the clippings and so forth. I, mm. I put that into the compost bin, mm. um, and then after I've done that, I give the whole thing a real good feed. So I might put a couple of handfuls per square meter of the Charlie Carp or the Rooster Booster over that lawn, and then what happens is that when the, the, the warmer weather comes, that grass just takes goes off berserk. because it's got a huge root system mm-hmm. and nothing above it. Mm-hmm. So bang, away it goes, and you get this beautiful regrowth that's come through and comes through vigorously, and you've, you've got rid of that horrible spongy, you know, mm-hmm. matty stuff yes, underneath yes. it. So that's with your kaikuyu. That's kaikuyu. What about buffalo? Buffalo, buffalo? same thing. Same. You could do the same thing with buffalo. Buffalo, buffalo will also thatch up, as will um, cooch. Okay. So cooch is okay. are, are all... Which most people yeah. have got these days. Yeah. Tiff exactly. tough. What's tiff tough? Tiff tough is, is a blue tough. cooch. Okay, that is a cooch. Um, that's one yep. that I'm, I'm generally specifying on nearly all my jobs at the moment. Okay. It goes, it, it's got the longest period of, of growth into the cooler, the cooler months. Great. Um, and it's just a sensational grass to, mm. to walk on or whatever in, during the summer. Okay. Um, so 
you've also you can also cut those right down very very hard in you know pre-spring so into into winter just the start of spring cut them right down and away you go okay fantastic and for anyone with the i'm trying to think of other other types of grass but for anyone with them with the more the more traditional, traditional type grasses, grasses. Uh, are things like rye grass and, yeah. and blue f- and the blue fescues. Yeah. Now they are an upright growing grass, yeah, right. and you've got to keep those high. Okay. So if you went to America and, and walked on a on a uh, on a rye grass or a bit or a or a, a fescue grass over there, those grasses could be three four inches thick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all the race courses, for instance, they use they use a tall fescue in there, okay. and some of those grasses could be eight to ten inches thick. Wow. Um, because they've got the hoofs that just destroy the grass yeah, otherwise. Okay. So they've got to keep that level up there. Okay. So, so you high. always keep those keep those high. You know, okay. never reduce the height of your mower for an upright growing grass. All right. Thank you for that. This is, uh, as we've talked recently about, this is the perfect time to buy and plant bare-rooted plants like roses, deciduous fruit and ornamental trees. Yep. So if you haven't listened to our podcast on that, please do. But, and on the topic of trees again, I have quite a few that need pruning now that they've shed their leaves, both fruit and ornamental trees. Yep. We've, got, we've got a bit of work with those. You have. Keith. And, and also, this, this, is, this is the time that you should be looking at any fruit trees, for instance, like your peaches and your nectarines, mm. and giving them a good dose of a fungicide, a, co- a copper sulfate or a Bordeaux spray, okay. to get rid of, try to get rid of that, that stinking rotten leaf curl that comes oh, on those gosh. plants. Yeah, so spring is the best time to apply that, so early spring. So okay. you, you, you would do those, you'd give them a spray in very, very early spring to the point of runoff, so you're spraying yes. that much on. Yep. And then at the pink bud stage, you give them another good spray. Okay. Um, don't don't spray them up once the flowers have opened up because you, you know you'll destroy the flowers. Okay. So pink bud stage is when you give them a, give the copper copper fungicides or the bordeaux a, a bit of a, a spray. Okay. And you can also do a little bit of a tidy up prune at them. Okay, so. of your peaches and nectarines. Yep. Okay, so that's them in particular. But you know, as far as fertilising is concerned, we 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 often talk about fertilising our plants, but it's best to leave majority of them alone in winter until they're actively growing really yep, again exactly so don't go berserk with your fertilizer no, unless it's compost because the, the compost is going to be something that, that is going to add to the soil in a, in a in an organic way unlike um a, an organic fertilizer it's a bit different by okay. doing it that way okay other things that i like to sort of check up on yes. all right is your depth of mulch your depth of mulch okay yep. so how oh Make sure that you because <laughs> I don't got, think I ever do it. I just throw it on. Yeah, but you, yeah. Well, you want to make sure that you've got more than fifty millimulch. Gosh, you know, that's what you need in, to, in order. You know, you need a truckload of that as well. You, you probably will do. Oh, um, another thing to do. Uh, I'm rich in, in, in spring. Hey, <laughs> <you> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> in spring is also to check your irrigation system. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Make sure there aren't any holes. Make sure there's no holes in them. Yes. Or make sure that that. Um, there's no dry spots where a plant is grown in front of a sprinkler or whatever else and you've got a dry spot behind oh, it or in front of it. Yeah. You make that adjustment now. Yeah. Um, you need to perhaps look at your, your, your irrigation timers, for instance, yeah. and, and maybe set, set a time for those. Yes. And then start to sort of plan how long those that, that irrigation system is going to be running for okay. and when. Okay. It's always best to run an irrigation system as early in the morning as you possibly can. Yep. And if you've got a if you've got a um, electronic controller, I would suggest you set the three a.m. three a.m. three or four a.m. Let the sprinklers come on. Get the water 
onto the onto the soil and soak down before the heat of the day comes. Well, it's winter, Keith. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, but I'm just saying this is these are the In sorts general, of things you need to sort of be planning through. Well, talking about watering, because I was about to ask you, funnily enough, I was going to ask you that question next. You know, unlike the eastern states that have been inundated with rain, Melbourne and other southern states haven't really had much. We're going into winter. So you know we've been I've been doing quite a lot of watering unfortunately mm. but we're going into winter can it slow down at all during winter no it just keeps going is it all about the rain it's all about the rain i mean during winter the only things you really need to be keeping an eye on um are things in pots yeah, and yeah. vegetable gardens. Yeah, you know, but, they're, but if we're not getting rain, we just got to keep the irrigation going once or twice a week. A week, that's and that would be, that would be sufficient because okay. the plants aren't, aren't you know transpiring a lot or yeah. you know losing moisture through their leaves or anything else. Okay, but yeah, so just go around with your finger. Um, stick I've, your finger in. Stick your finger in the ground and just see what that soil is like. If it's dry, give it a water. If yes. it's not. Don't. don't. Just okay. leave it. Let it okay. go. Good. And, and anyone that, that, that thinks that they can go out and buy one of those stupid bloody gauges from any of these hardware places that, that's got a, a moisture meter on it, don't do it. Save your money. What's Use that? your finger. Oh, there's a little, there's a little um, probe that you can stick oh. in the ground with, a, with a, a little dial on the top that says, you know, wet or dry. They are useless. Oh, you've tried it, have I've, you? I've, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> I had a client... Um, Say sent me oh. some photographs over the summer period saying my plants are dying and I said well you're not getting watered she said well we've got an irrigation system and I said I don't care they're not getting watered so oh. when I went down there yeah. the guy pulled out one of these stupid probes and stuck it next to the plant and it said wet so when I got up there I pulled the mulch back dug down and I showed dry. them how dry that soil is use your finger that is the best form of testing soil for moisture your digit. Okay, gotcha. But the, obviously, the company who um, uh, who created that should be um, shot. Shot. <laughs> um, now, I, there was a question I wanted to ask you, but you moved on to the water. Can mm. we go back to fertilising for a yep. minute? A lot of us have put our spring bulbs in. Should we be feeding our spring flowering bulbs, for example, or what? And if so, what should we feed them with? You can. Should we do over, can, over winter? Obviously, that's when they're growing. Yeah, you can certainly feed them now with with anything organic. Um, there's there's lots of lots of good organic bulb, bulb fertilizers. Um, is it necessary? It, it isn't. It is necessary. Um, and, and and for instance, uh, I'm going. I'm I'm growing a lot of garlic this year, mm. and I'll be fertilizing that with a with a a fertilizer that is high in potassium. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. not in nitrogen because nitrogen is is going to produce a lot of green growth up the top. Okay. And if you and if you have one that's high in phosphorus, all that's going to do is put a lot of root growth down below. But the potassium is for the is for the flowering and the and the fruiting of that particular bulb. Okay. So lots and lots of potassium. Got a name for us of a particular? Um, no, there's not. You just want an organic f- fertilizer. The, the organic one that I the one that rich. I did use a lot of mm-hmm. this year is rock dust, because oh. rock dust has a better balance than a lot of these fertilizers for bulbs. Okay. So it has a good good level of potassium and calcium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is really, really good. So, manash rock dust okay. for bulbs. Give so that we a can crack. Throw it on once yep. or. Well, I, look, I'd like to. I'd like to do it probably, you know, two or three times a, a, over a the growing season. season. Okay. Okay. The thing about a bulb yes. is that a bulb is going to produce a, a flower, yes. and that flower comes from last year's energy that it stored. Yes. So you've got to put energy back in for next year. Oh yes. And that's, think ahead. Think ahead. So you put you, you give it a good feed. 
while while the plant is after it's after it's flowered, you can then give it a good feed, and those green leaves that are that are that it's producing are going to be taking up the energy and storing that for next, for year. next year's okay. flowering. So we, but it's okay. So we should have. I've put them into the ground. I should have fertilised them when I put them in, and then Compost. I should. Fer- oh, I've done that. Good. Oh, so I don't Good. need to go and get the no. manash rock dust. You can, but I'd, I'd be doing that after the flower. But do it after the flower. Oh, thank flowering. you. I'm glad I asked that question again. Okay. Good. Now, with the wind howling outside and the rain hopefully pouring down, this is a great time to make some new plans for the garden as you stay warm and cosy inside with a cup of tea and some gardening books. Perhaps it's time for a new design or theme for the garden that can be put in place once the weather clears. What do you think, Keith? I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost drooling now just thinking about my front garden because it's going to be ripped out and redone. I'm going to rip the whole lot out. and it makes you drool, doesn't oh, it? Oh, right? just about. I mean, I love a good plant. Over <laughs> the job doesn't sound drool making. It sounds hard work. No, I mean, look, you know, I mean, the garden's, a garden's always got to evolve, you know. Yes. And, you know, it can get a bit stayed and tired and all the rest of it. Mm. So get out and have a walk around the nurseries and have a look mm. at some plants that you might think, well, that would look great in that particular spot. Do a little bit of Google research yeah, on go it. Go home first yeah. and have a think about it. Don't buy a whole lot no, of plants. No, no, don't go, do anything oh, stupid Where like are they going to go? Yep. And, and, and if you're going to go and buy plants, and I don't care whether it's a, it's a, a salvia that's going to get to 1.2 metres by 1.2 metres, buy two or three. Don't put one in. Yeah, it's no. ridiculous. You taught me that very well. It taught yes. me a while, but big, I'm learning big, it now. Big, big bursts of, the, of colour. That's what you yes. want. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Um, what else? I, look, I have a list on my refrigerator of those jobs that I never get around to. Yes, me too. And that stares at me every time I open the fridge door. Winter is a great time to get through that list. Things like fixing the sprinkler system, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. repotting plants, pruning the trees, finish fixing the fence, brick paths, etc., etc., etc. You've got that list? I have. <gasps> and then you want, you want another list that's, that's calendar-based that says... Every every four weeks for 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 all your your plants, get out there and give them a feed. Give them a dose of organic matter during the growing period. So put it put it on the calendar every four weeks. Okay, but winter. That's well, that's all right. I thought we weren't feeding them well, too much can, in winter. Can, well, you can put compost. Oh, compost is in, in winter. Compost, but, but we've already composted. Well, that's right. We should have already composted. <laughs> okay, well, a little regular time spent in the garden enjoying the warm winter sun will see your garden and lawn looking fabulous once spring comes around. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.